0: Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. What I've got for you today is three episodes crammed into one episode. And what I mean by that is I interview three different people on this episode. Now, the three people we interview happen to be the top three performers from the launch contest that we ran when we first launched Silent Sales Machine Radio. You see, one of the things that we did when we launched this show was we told our network of affiliates, that's our partners out there spreading the word about our products and courses, well, we told them, hey, let's have a contest and see who can refer the most people to come check out the podcast. A bunch of people participated, thousands of listeners discovered the show because of the contest, but there were a handful of people that outperformed everyone else So over the past few months, I've been interviewing those top performers, the top three. Now, why is it important for you to hear from these people? These three have something in common. They were each able to generate a large amount of traffic to come check out this show. And if you look at each of them and you dig into what they're doing, you'll discover that they are sharing great content on a regular basis that's kind of their secret sauce, if you will. They've established themselves as reputable leaders in this space, and they were so generous as to bring to the attention of their communities and their audiences this show. So as a return of favor, I invited them each onto the show for a few minutes to share some very specific strategies with you. This isn't just me saying, hey, congratulations, you won. It's a lot more than that. This episode is each of them, I challenged them, hey, when you get on the show, I want you to drop some content and tips and strategies that we aren't aware of. Impress us with some things that you've been up to. So that's what we did with each of them. So we'll hear from Stephen Smotherman today. He was one of them. Jordan Malik and then Karen Thaxton. Those are our three guests that you're going to hear from. Now, one of the disadvantages. Of having done these episodes at separate periods of time, in some cases several weeks between the interviews, is I kind of introduced the show from the very beginning each time. So we cleaned it up a little bit, but I didn't think you'd mind. This is a bonus. It's like three episodes in one. Okay. So you'll hear me introduce the show, introduce the guest three different times, but enjoy this show. We didn't put them in any particular order. It's kind of random. They all three did extremely well in the contest and sent us a bunch of new listeners. So we wanted to reward them with some airtime and also expose you, the listener, to some great leaders from inside of our community, some people who are doing some cool stuff. So sit back, relax, get ready to take some notes. And as always, all the links mentioned will be at silentgym.com slash podcast podcast all kinds of good resources for you in today's show. Hope you love this one. And again, to those of you who promote our show on a regular basis and tell people about it, even if it's just a handful of your friends that you told about the show, I am so grateful. I appreciate every single listener to this show. You guys are the ones making it possible. We love providing this great free content for you. All we ask in return is, hey, send us some success stories when you succeed using these ideas. That's what fuels us around here. All right, let's jump in and do these interviews. Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim, and I've got a very special guest with us. We've had a few of these where we invited people in who helped us launch this podcast. These have all been great people who have audiences and communities and Facebook groups and mailing lists of their own where they teach people how to sell online and build an online business or sell on Amazon, and they were kind enough to announce to the world when our podcast launched. So a return of favor is, hey, let's get them on the show, find out what they're all about, how they grew these interesting large audiences and communities, and what they're doing, and maybe a few specific Amazon selling tips as well, because that's a very popular topic on the show. Today, we've got Steven Smotherman. He is one of the guys, I think if I remember correctly, uh, you finished second place in our contest. Is that right, Stephen? Yes.
1: Yeah, I'm going to demand a recount, but I decided to pass <laughs> on that. So,
0: <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it was neck and neck. I know those, that top five finisher list <laughs> was bouncing all over the place, and we've had several of you now that we've interviewed, and we're going to compile it into some great content at some point uh, for the listeners. So we're really going to benefit today, I think, from some of the ideas you were sharing with me, some of the things you have for the listeners today. But the first thing I wanted to do was, as I've done with the others who helped launch this podcast, from the listeners and me, thank you so much for doing that. And mm-hmm. now I know we had an affiliate contest and all that, but you get to pick what you do and don't promote and you chose to promote this. So thank you. And just talk about that a little bit. Like what did you do to promote the show and why did you promote it? And I'm just going to throw the ball in your court for a second. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and we're going to dig into some tips here in a minute.
1: Well, sure. Well, I, uh, you know, my name is Steven Smotherman. You already hit on that. I blog over at fulltimefba.com, and uh, you know our goal is always to try to help people turn part-time hours into a full-time income with Amazon FBA. And I started the blog in 2013, and that was after I been spending a lot of time on Facebook groups, especially the silentsalesmachine.com Facebook group, just answering a bunch of people's questions. And my wife was telling me some of your answers are like 300, 400 words. You should probably blog about that. So I. So I decided to start sharing all of my uh, my stuff with the world, and had no idea what would happen. But you know, rewind a, a few years before that, I was unemployed and trying to find a way to make a full time income. I had eBay as kind of a hobby, and just uh, trying to figure out a way that I could make an income where I could not have to send my kids to daycare, and I could just stay at home and work. So I tried to figure out how to make a full-time income with eBay, and that's when I discovered Amazon. And one of the first things that I did was take the proven Amazon course. And about six or seven months after taking that, I was making a full-time income, supporting myself and my four boys. Love it. And it was just amazing what happened. And then again, you know, in 2013, started the full-time FBA blog, and uh, even looked into. um, I was trying. I knew an email list was really important. I knew if I just had a blog out there no one would just kind of stumble across it. I wanted to be, people to be able to find it and I wanted them to be able to get updates. So I actually took one of your courses about uh, growing an email list and uh, and that really helped me out a lot to be able to, to grow my list pretty quickly. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And I always want to make sure that I only promote things on my blog that I have experience with or are partners who I wholeheartedly trust that I would like say to my mom or my dad, read their content, watch their stuff, they're trustworthy. And you fall into both of those. You know, everything that you put out there, your content, it's all completely trustworthy for who I would want others to know about and what I've experienced myself. And, uh, you know, it's the best stuff out there. And so it's a no-brainer for me to share that with others. And so when I heard you were coming out with a podcast I was like, people need to know about this. So I sent it out to my email list. I posted on uh, Twitter. I posted on Facebook. Um, But not just not just like, you know, here, click and listen to this, but like I would take little tips or tricks that I learned from the podcast and say, I learned this trick on this podcast. You should listen to the whole thing. It's amazing. And it just was able to get a a lot of people to uh, to click and and subscribe. And I'm thankful that I'm here today talking with you because of that contest with the podcast launch.
0: There are some cool tidbits in there to unpack that you just, that was awesome, by the way. Thank you for that. But You know, this isn't a complicated business. The whole business of growing an audience and serving a community. Maybe I want to start here, stepping back even further. Mm -hmm. You know, some people may be scratching their head going, wait a second. So Jim's an online Amazon selling expert, and he's interviewing other Amazon online selling experts. Like, I thought, uh, shouldn't these guys be competitors? No, I'll (laughs) tell you what. In the world of online selling, there are so few of us that have two qualities. One, ethics. Two, Mm -hmm we're capable, we're Mm -hmm. knowledgeable, we know what we're talking about. You know, that's a pretty stinking short list. And we need about 50,000 more people than we have right now (laughs) on that list. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we find ourselves, it's like, oh, okay, it's like the, the good guys club. Not only are you competent, but you're ethical. Oh, this is great. We love working together. We love partnering together. You'll see us running in a lot of the same circles. And there's always more people that need to learn and find out. And I love what you just said. I've talked to the listeners many times. Having a good filter is, Mm -hmm. you know, treating what you expose your audience to. It's like you're a curator of a museum. You know, you're picking very carefully what you will and won't expose them to. I am a human filter. I take that role very seriously. So when I encounter someone else like you that takes that role seriously, and then when I actually get through the filter and I'm being exposed to their audience, that's a beautiful thing. And and we do have an affiliate program, which you hit on. Some people may may not know how that works. Basically... You sent us a bunch of traffic, yes, and as a show of appreciation for all that traffic, we were tagging those folks, and if they go on to buy something from me, well, we're going to pay you. That's how we had this. That's how we tracked the results of this contest. That's how we know that you came in second place among the 200 people that really gave us a good boost when we launched this show. So uh, just filling in some backstory there and some things that are obvious to you and I that maybe the newer listeners may not be aware of, but yes, you can succeed wildly having very high ethical and moral standards, and just providing good, solid content, sharing your journey, which is what you've done. And that's so cool. You've sent us a lot of readers. You mentioned the email course that you took. That's actually free if people buy the Silent Sales Machine book. It's five bucks. That is a free giveaway inside the silent sales machine book.
1: That's a steal. That's just, you're, you're giving away money, Jay. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> thank you. You know, it, it's a little dated, but the concepts, the beauty of email marketing is it, the stuff it takes to succeed with email marketing hasn't changed in about 15 years. I mean, there's mm-hmm. really not a whole lot of new going on out there under the sun when it comes to email marketing. It's just, you know, keep it simple, plain text, deliver good content, 70, 30 ratio of content to actually trying to sell something. Mm-hmm. And there you go and and really believe, and like I love that you brought up, like, would I send this to my parents? Would I send this email to my mom or dad? Yeah, you know, that's you gotta pay attention to those kind of things. Would my friend, think I was just being some kind of cheesy salesman if you got this email from me. If so, Mm -hmm. don't send it. Reword it. You know, you're talking to friends. So well that's good stuff, man. Let's just jump into some of the, the topics that you had for three tips. These are power tips for Amazon sellers. I love this list, man. Let's plow through these.
1: Yeah. So the very first tip that I wanted to start off talking with is a strategic productivity tip. And this is when it comes to accomplishing your goals. Now I really believe that a lot of us, you know, people joke around saying that that they have ADD because they can't focus on something. But I really think that, that when it comes down to really finding success, the, the power of being able to focus is monumental. I mean, I've even heard of the acronym for the letters in the word focus, F-O-C-U-S, follow one course until successful. And I'll kind of break it down a little bit now. Love imagine it. somebody, they're wanting to sell on Amazon, they've you know, they're, they've got different newsletters that they read, they're in different Facebook groups, they've got all sorts of different kind of information coming their way. And so on Monday, they're like, hey, I want to do retail arbitrage. I want to go from store to store, find items to buy at that store, to send to Amazon and sell. That's what I'm interested in. But then on Tuesday, they're like, oh, this wholesale thing looks so much easier. I can buy a big amount and I can... So I'm going to go see if I can find some wholesale accounts to buy inventory to sell on Amazon. And then on Wednesday, they're like, oh, hey, I hear this online arbitrage thing is I can just have – I don't have to go as deep as wholesale. I can buy smaller right. amounts, but still – It's like and you the, have
0: it. the shiny object syndrome. Exactly. Right? Bouncing exactly. yep.
1: And so – and then Thursday, they're trying to find out bundles. On Friday, they're trying to look into private – and so they're not, they're not able to focus. Meanwhile, there's another person out there who on Monday – they're looking into retail arbitrage. On Tuesday, they're looking into retail arbitrage. On Wednesday, all week long, they're focusing just on that. So who do you think is going to have more success with what they're doing and the time that they're spending? It's the person who is focusing. And that can be applied to every area of your life, and it's just, it's changed mine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it turns you into a specialist instead of a generalist who knows 10% of what he needs to know, about mm-hmm. everything. Like, that's a pretty useless human at the, end of, at the end of the day. We love working with specialists. That's one of the things we look for when we partner up with someone is, are they a specialist? Do they live, eat, and right. breathe their topic of expertise? And sure, they know a little bit about a lot of other things, but are they a specialist at something? Like, they know everything there is to know about topic X. Right. Those people... Are the ones that accomplish great things in life so I love it it totally lines up with our philosophy around here what else what else yeah. you got for us? all right so the next tip is just a, an overall success tip it's
1: it's about how important relationships are and I know you hinted on this or not hinted yes. it, it was the whole focus of one of your previous podcast episodes about stepping away from the computer getting your nose out of the screen and like going and interacting with people and and just how relationships with with other online sellers, with relationships with store managers, relationships with your friends, with your family, relationships with your wholesaler, everyone, and finding ways to selflessly help others in a way that, you know, no one else can help them. And you can win at this because no one wins when they're by themselves. Sure, you can kind of get a little bit further, but to really be able to find success – you need to do it with a group of people. You know, when you're alone, you're easily lost. When you're alone, it's harder to get back up. I mean, you know, the, when you're with somebody, you have someone there to help you up. So we need each
0: other. Yeah, I love it. it you know, the Bible says we're not made to be alone. And people all think, well, that's you know, it, 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 Adam and Eve, right? You, know, they, they, you mm-hmm. know, you need a partner. Well, no, it applies to business, too. And in this model, I love that you're hitting on this theme. This model that puts us behind these glowing screens and these keyboards for hours at a time, where it's just us, that does not take you to a good place ultimately. It will impact the dollars in your pocket if you don't build intentional relationships. So I love exactly. that that's on your list of three. Great one. That's yes. a good one.
1: And the Bible also says a quarter of three strands is not easily broken. And so oh. that's that's, you know, all of us coming together, yes, we're sir. a lot stronger. That way, and so when you think about it, when you go to a a retail store and you're meeting with a store manager, you're thinking not what can I get, what kind of deal can I get, but what can I give? You know, it's like, hey, I would love to clear this whole shelf so you can have more space for your newer inventory. You know, what kind of deal can I get if I take the whole shelf? And and you're trying to do a service for them.
0: That's a great question. I love asking someone who has some Mm -hmm. authority is how can I make your life easier? Yes, absolutely. That's a great question. Nobody hates being asked that question. (laughs) Sometimes the answer will be, we'll just buy a bunch of stuff. Sometimes it'll be, you know what? If you could only come back like at the end of quarters when there's pressure, Mm -hmm. that would be, instead of clearing our shelves at the beginning of the quarter when we're actually trying to serve as many customers as possible, you know, they'll be honest with you. How can I make your life easier is a good question to ask in those, you know, for relationship building. Mm -hmm. I love it, man. Well, let's keep it moving. We're running short on time here, but I don't want to miss this last one. What's your third tip? I loved this last one.
1: Uh, This last one is about A profitable inventory sourcing tip. Everyone wants to know, what should I buy? Should I buy this particular item? I see people posting on Facebook a link to something, and they're like, should I buy this? Should I pass? The big tip here is to, to understand two things. Prices on Amazon change all the time. It goes up and down. In fact, Amazon changes their price millions of times a day, Whereas compared Walmart changes their price like 100,000 times a month. So it's, it's crazy how much Amazon changes their price. And then secondly, sales ranks, which a lot of people use to make a smart sourcing decision, they're updated about once an hour. And so when you're looking at the price they looking at the sales rank. Try not to make your decision based on one little snapshot in time. There's two free tools that you can use. One of them is called Camel, Camel, Camel. The other one is called Keepa. That's K-E-E-P-A. And they both show you the price history and sales history for almost every single item on Amazon. You can almost look into the past and be able to better predict the future of what the future prices are going to be and what the sales ranks are going to be, and see what kind of sales velocity you could expect. That helps you know how to go deep on an item, if you should buy it now, if you should, hey, I should price this $20 higher, because in one month, that's what the price is probably going to be again. So it totally changed my whole sourcing strategy. In fact, I put together two free video tutorials on my blog uh, that teach you how to understand those tools. If you go to fulltimefba.com, forward slash read keepa. And that's K-E-E-P-A. It's a video that breaks down how to understand keepa. And if you go to fulltimefba.com forward slash read camel, free video showing you how to read and understand that. uh, And I believe Jim put those links in the show notes.
0: Beautiful. Yes, we will. And the show notes are are at silentgym.com slash podcast. Just go to this episode. We'll have links to all that stuff that Stephen had for us today. And uh, you've already mentioned it, but just so everyone knows, if they want to go find out more about you, what you're up to, some of the cool stuff you're doing for your community, how do they find you? Yeah, best place to find me is at the
1: blog, fulltimefba.com. In fact, if you ever decide that any of our products is for you, if you use the coupon code Gym just all one word, Silent Jim, Uh, you will save 20% off the cost of anything on my site. And uh, that's just my way of of saying thank you uh, to Jim and all the things that that he's done for me. I want to pay it forward and help everyone else who's listening.
0: That's awesome. So they use the coupon code Silent Jim when they stop by your website and everything's 20% off. That's cool. That'll be in the show notes too for the listeners. So you can just jump over there and get all this stuff. If you are furiously writing down notes, that's okay. We got your back, (laughs) just like always. Well, hey, thanks, Stephen, for being with us today. And thank you, listener, as well. I hope you're really enjoying these little segments that we're doing with some of the other big hitters out there who are making cool stuff happen. And hey, if you're a big hitter and you're making cool stuff happen, contact us. We love educating our audience on the cool things that are going on out there in the arena of selling online, selling on Amazon, building a business. Being creative, being ethical, keeping your family involved. I mean, that's what we're all about around here. And Stephen's another one of those guys that we just love. Hey, you going to join us in Orlando for CES this year? I will be there. Awesome. So if you want to come meet him, plan on it. September 2017. If it hasn't happened yet, it's coming. Tickets won't go on sale till the spring. But just keep an eye on that at Jim Cochran Events. We'll put that in the show notes, too, of course. Well, hey, thanks, Stephen, for being with us today. You are a great guest. We'll have to have you back again sometime, man, all right? That
1: sounds good. Thank you, Jim, for putting this together for everybody. Uh, Just more awesome free content from uh, from Jim and his team.
0: Appreciate that so much, sir. Looking forward to working more with you. Thank you, listener. Thanks for sharing some time with us today. Your time of invested with us is going to bring a huge return on investment. That's our plan. That's our goal. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Such an honor to have you today, buddy. How you been? like a thunderbolt in your Cheerios, Jim. I've been doing great. How are you? I love it. Awesome, man. Always good to get caught up with you. And for those of you who don't know who Jordan is, he's been doing this for a long time, this internet marketing, making business online, teaching what he knows to other people. And his name always pops up when we have an affiliate contest, um, you know, because a lot of the products we sell, uh, I don't know if you realize this, Jordan, but we're at the point now when I sell a course or a product or a book only about This is a rough number, but I'd say only about 20 to 25% of the sales come directly from our efforts. The rest of the sales are coming from our affiliates in most cases because we've been surrounding ourselves basically with an army of people who like what we do and they're willing to share it. and We pay them Mm -hmm. to share it, great people like you, and you're often at the top of the pack, leader of the pack, doing some cool stuff. So obviously you know what you're doing in this space, and I just want to start right off uh, thanking you for helping launch – silent sales machine radio into a great position on iTunes and across the internet. And, and many of those initial wave of listeners came from your audience of people that you said, Hey, go check out Jim's show. So I really appreciate that. Awesome. And you know, we've tagged all those people in our system. and That's how affiliate marketing works is if they ever actually go on to buy something from us, well, you're now our partner and we pay you a percent. So it's a very, I love these three-way win models mm-hmm. of internet marketing. And you've really latched on to that in a big way. So congratulations and thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Share with us what you can. About, no, let me just
2: know. go ahead. Sure, sure. I was just going to say before you continue, Jim. I was going to say thank you because you make it easy. I disagree with maybe 5% of what you put out there, but 95% of what you put out is it makes it easy for me because it's very high quality stuff.
0: Awesome. Right. So
2: it's easy. It's easy for me to tell my followers and, and my subscriber base to say, hey, check this out. This is worth it. Here's the guarantee. This is why it's solid, et cetera, et cetera, and they go and they buy it. So you make it easy, very easy for me.
0: Yeah, I was just on an interview here recently uh, with with a fairly well known uh, Daniel Lappin, my good friend, well known author and speaker, and and he he never endorse, he hardly ever endorses anyone, and uh, he made the comment: the only safe person to endorse is someone who's deceased, <laughs> because you know that they're not going to make any future mistakes. So to receive an endorsement <laughs> while you're still alive from somebody is a really big deal because you don't know where they're going to go <laughs> right. in the future. Right. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons good point. I, I kind of stopped endorsing people. I endorse books and courses, but, but you've really many, many times just said, Hey, you know, this Jim guy, he's like, you just said, 95% of the time he's dead on you go check out his stuff. And so I really definitely appreciate that. Cool. And uh, you have really helped us uh, spread our word, spread Thanks. our message. And that's been a big deal. And thank you for that. But, uh, you know, Thanks. share with, with us some of the strategies i mean you've got a decent audience of your own right you're you're an influencer in this space you get interviewed in magazines and articles and i see your name pop up in all kinds of great places cool you know what's that journey looked like for you maybe share some tips and i want to share with the listeners today you're in the amazon space you sold on ebay you've done that whole physical product thing you know what are some tips and things that you see on the horizon so let's hit those two as kind of a theme and take advantage of this time that we've got today to to share some nuggets with uh with the listeners
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I followed your model, Jim. I bought your, your, I think it was silent sales machine 1.0 or like their second version or something. I mean, literally, literally, I mean, I think our timing is, is your time frame that you mentioned when you came out with this different because I remember buying something from you literally like 15, probably 20 years ago. And I don't, I don't know if it was your silent sales machine book or maybe an ebook or something, but, but I mean that you, your book planted the seed for me. In terms of, or very early on, before I really got the motors turning, in terms of you know how to build an audience. Back when you were saying when eBay was the nugget, and you were saying you know if you sell skis on uh, eBay, yes, on your About Me page, make sure folks sign up for a newsletter right. that says, "Hey, if you need skiing tips, subscribe to my news." So back then, when it was really <laughs> rudimentary and really basic. Yeah. That's yeah, but it worked. That's didn't it? It did work. And you were, you were doing tickets. I think you were doing concert tickets. That's or something. how I
0: started. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that planted a seed for me. Uh, and I, and I really, I guess 2008, I started with a really cheesy blog or 2009, and started building an audience as per your recommendations on, on you know following the blueprint that you said for that said, "Look at here's how to provide value to an audience for free. Ask them to exchange your email uh, for for one of your white papers, and I forgot it. I think I did something on storage auctions, an ebook on storage auctions and a couple other things, and then I built a blog and I was giving away a lot of value for free and growing a subscriber base and that grew and then
0: yeah, just, just uh, the basic process of sharing valuable content over a long period of time you know just that's the secret you know sometimes how people ask me it's like hey you know how'd you get to where you are now like i want to do what you do I, i was even talking in one of these uh facebook groups for podcasters and someone said wow your podcast took off quick you should like create a an ebook on how to do that that's awesome i'd right. buy it and i like right. there's no ebook to be written And basically you serve your audience well for about a decade right. and then you launch a podcast right. <laughs> like right. yeah right i mean that, yeah. there's the book i mean if you want to pay me you can but dude, that was yeah. my secret you know that's a good that's a good point reputations right. aren't that's built overnight
2: but you're absolutely absolutely true and especially today i mean when you got started and then myself and a handful of others followed on in the ebay and amazon space and that's when you could kind your experts on both hands right who was out there on the internet or who was making a lot of noise saying well this is how you sell on amazon this is what you can sell on ebay there's literally i think you probably counted on 10 like 10 trustworthy people right and today they're they're not all necessarily trustworthy but now it's in the thousands probably right how many experts so-called experts are out there right right so it's become a lot more spread out and it's it's harder to find out who, who to trust but you had a quote way way back when which still sticks to me to this day. And I, I didn't get it back then, but you said if I had one asset I had to remove from a burning building, my, if my offices were on fire, I wouldn't take any of the, the products I'd have with me. I, I wouldn't take any of the equipment. I'd take my list, your list of, of yeah. your followers, your, your big database of people that subscribe to you. You know, yeah, And I didn't the, get that. The people so who can't because,
0: wait to hear from you. You know, That's what I call it now. The people who can't wait to hear right. from you. That's the most right. valuable asset you have.
2: Right, and that's because if you had to start all over from zero, Right. If you were stuck on an island with no money but a computer and you said, okay, well, I have to start all over again. Let me write about how I did that podcast and provide, provide an information product based around that. You could actually do that and start all over again. And, you know, people, I think people act a little in our space, act a little too altruistic. Well, I'm just doing this just to give. Well, there's the whole people do this for a living. You and I do this for a living, you know, and that's that's why we're here.
0: I'd like to hear what your perspective is. We promised a listener, like, okay, where are things going from your perspective, and what are you excited about? Um, what things are you getting into sure, these sure. days?
2: Sure, yeah, so there's probably a good majority of listeners that are still stuck in uh, arbitrage mode, right? So sure. there's, uh, there's retail arbitrage, there's online arbitrage, and I, I really saw it, – it's not nearly dead. I think it's still alive and well, but you got to think about it completely differently these days, and we'll touch on that. But I, I'm seeing that becoming much more of a – it's a lot more work. Versus say wholesale and private label, which I'm I'm engaged in now. So this Christmas, I think, was really telling, right? We had a bunch of um, Hallmark products that were flagged by Amazon because Hallmark all of a sudden – we literally probably had 1,000 units at at Amazon that we had to relabel uh, in the condition because Hallmark said to Amazon, no sellers can sell new Hallmark unless they're approved by us, right? So I don't know if you had any of those situations, Jim, and a a bunch of other brands – that at one point we had we had acquired you know acquired products from. So for me, the roll up in the sleeves and the dirty work for retail arbitrage in terms of figuring out what's going to sell and what's not going to sell was harder this year for me than ever, ever before. At the same time, it's gotten easier because I don't know if you've seen it yourself, but I've kind of seen a there seems to be a reduction in, in number of sellers that are selling via FBA. I saw a lot of merchant fulfilled folks. Early on, and I didn't see a lot of FBA sellers until like the very last minute competing for the buy box. Maybe your experience was completely different. So retail arbitrage and online arbitrage has gotten tougher. At the same time, it's gotten a little bit easier. But I'm seeing, as you're seeing, there's more intrusions in that space. I think Walmart, like you have noticed, is siphoning off a very tiny stream of sellers, and they're poised to do something with that. And I'm seeing I'm seeing folks just throw up their hands and say, okay, I'm just leaving retail arbitrage and online arbitrage entirely where you still win with retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. It's what we do every year. I've got two, I've got a half a garage and a room full of stuff right now is buying the stuff at the end of the season when your local retailers want to unload. So we have my wife is really good at it. The day after Christmas, she scours the area. Um right, and, it. and like like infiltrates. And yeah. she does something that you taught us to do is actually negotiate with managers. She'll walk into Bed Bath and Beyond and see the tree dazzler lights and they've got like 100 boxes and she'll say, OK, are on sale for 60 percent off. How much do you give me
0: if I buy them all? Right. And I you love know? how you and phrase so for, that, for too. A, you don't make an offer. The first one to name a number loses in a negotiation. So you say, hey, what, right, what, what right. additional discount would you give me if I yes. buy them all? Right. You let them name a number, right? That's that's yes. rule number one. And I gave her
2: I gave her instructions. I said, this is what Jim Cockrum does, right? Because my wife my – <laughs> right. no, I'm, I'm dead serious. I sent her <laughs> no, a text that's message. that's awesome. Just, just ask. Right, yeah. But we'll, we'll take the stuff and, and everybody wins it that way.
0: Yeah, even even the manufacturer wins. I mean, this is basically a free market economy model where every transaction has all winners across the board. In a free market economy, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. involved in every transaction wins every single time. Unless there's deception, which is illegal, or theft, which is illegal, everybody wins every time. Yeah, I mean, it, hopefully our listener – we actually have had some good shows recently where we've dove into that a little bit, the, the ethics of – Arbitrage it was actually an entire podcast episode. I encourage the listener to jump back and read that if this, if this stuff doesn't sound legit to you. But, uh, yeah, we're on the mm-hmm. same page on that stuff, man. But what else are you excited about? What else is working? And then I want to hear a little bit about how people can find you and find out more sure. about you and what you're up to. Sure. So
2: I, I was completely petrified of the private label space, but I'm partnered with somebody. The great thing about being is I don't have to be an expert because, like you, you have so many – People you trust that are yep. equally or more knowledgeable in a space that you're not knowledgeable in, and you can partner. So, partner with a guy that I won't mention his name because you know it's for, for a different venue. But I'm part of his kind of look over the shoulder process of finding private label products, and it's in a small group setting, and it's a it's a reasonable price. So he and I are partners. So I'm I'm learning that now, and we've got our first private label product out together. It's like a group effort. I'm discovering that I think the first wave of private label sellers is everybody buying the same silicone spoons and knives right. and, spatulas and spatulas from China. And, the and, yeah. And, yeah. And it was real. I mean, it was really, it was really that mundane. And that's kind of, that's kind of obviously that's fizzled out. And now it's become, you know, for you to get your, your custom, even if it's a customized product, like, you know, all this ready through, through Brett is customer bundled. It's getting much easier. I think a lot of the, uh, the red tape, and the time and the money has been reduced dramatically because I'm sure the the manufacturing industry has kind of grown around this. So it's becoming much easier to bring a product, get a product manufacture It's become cheaper. It's become quicker. I think the savviest of us are kind of going to be floating to the top because we're closely in tune with what customers are actually asking for versus just copying the, the next seller on Amazon and just you know re- duplicating something and you're getting a label made and then fighting with 30 other people. So I'm seeing, I'm, I'm kind of seeing this whole tailored customization product development being a, a huge boon. I think on the extreme side, you probably look at like the 3D printing, like custom 3D printing parts. I'm not talking about that, but, but in terms of listening, to, quote unquote, listening to an audience, seeing exactly what you want to buy. And Jim, you've uh, express that through Brett Bartlett's PPI, right? Yeah. Uh, PPI course. You, you're able to discover exactly what customers want and have a product manufacturer tailored to exactly what the customers are asking for. And I'm seeing a, a huge opportunity in that both on the Amazon platform. And I, I don't think it's ever been easier these days to have your own e commerce platform. And you're going to have to learn things like Pinterest and Instagram and Google AdWords and Facebook marketing. But I don't think it, I don't think it's ever been easier today to introduce a product off an Amazon platform to be able to sell it independently of Amazon. So I I think those areas are beginning. And I think the Amazons and the Craigslist are also getting a lot more competition. Amazon is getting competition from Walmart. I think we're going to see that blow up soon and craigslist which was a popular place when i started out to finally yeah. use products to resell you they're getting with a, know, uh,
0: facebook marketplace you played with that yet
2: a little bit it seems like a little bit too wild west right now
0: it is but uh, um <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it is but I, i'm expecting that to iron itself out and be a lot more popular
0: until this whole thing stabilizes but i love the wild west feel of all of this because i see opportunity everywhere and i know you do too oh That's i totally Totally agree. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's funny
2: because people, I you would probably see a lot of it as people's only income is Amazon, and then occasionally you'll, you'll, Jim, you'll get that email, Jim, help me. I, I just Amazon just closed my account, and yes, I realize that ninety five percent of of people can be reinstated, but sometimes that can take a month or two, and it's like people or are like, longer. what am I going to do? Yeah, right. And I always tell them the same thing. I said you have to get comfortable with eBay. You have to get comfortable with going to yard sales. Look, look at. Gary V and I'm not a huge Gary Gary Vaynerchuk fan, but he's neck and neck with your podcast depending on the day, right?
0: Oh, he's smoking me, dude! Don't be. Don't
2: uh, well, <laughs> well, I've seen I've seen him neck and neck, but any, anyway, look, he's been doing it much longer, and he has a big, arguably a bigger audience. The big part of his audience is the quote unquote get rich crowd. But he, out of all people, he's got people coming to him. Gary, how do I make? I need money. Can you give me ten thousand dollars? And he's publicly expressed this on videos and all those in, in chat rooms and all that. He said, "Look, it, if you need." Twenty thousand dollars by the end of the year. Here's what I want you to do. And he tells him, he goes, go to yards. It's, it's it sounds laughable when you hear yeah. him. You're not in this space. Go to yeah. yard sales. Do what. I, yeah. And he has the guy with the guy with the camera follow him to all the yard sales. And he goes to all the Gary V himself goes to the yard sales, and negotiates things, and says, okay, this is going to sell for five hundred. dollars This is gonna sell. and and he's like, here's your here's your twenty grand in a
0: year. Man, that's good stuff, dude. And I I can tell you've been we've been on the same wavelength for a long time because you're you're giving a lot of really good advice and I feel like ah it's cool. exactly the way I would phrase it. So I love it, man. But Excellent. how can people well if they want to find out more about what you're doing and more of your story and what you're up to sure. you know give us some uh, yeah. give us some insight
2: yeah so my blog is at honestonlineselling.com it's all together three you know three words honestonlineselling.com and if they want to you know see kind of like the corporate stuff they can malik.com and view my ebooks there you know sign up for my newsletter or whatever like you Jim I don't have probably have nearly as much free information as you but I have a ton of free information on my blog and uh, they can find it there uh, my software is called Clear Platinum. It's with two E's. I just mentioned it. Clearplatinum.com, and that's for uh, online arbitrage. That's the software I've had a lot of success with. There's a free version of it. If you go to Clearplatinum.com, scroll down, you can get a free version of it to check it out. And uh, there are a lot of I think I have 2,000 users now using that software for for finding products online to resell on Amazon or eBay.
0: Awesome. That's great, dude. Well, we'll put all those links in the show notes as well. So if a listener was busy trying to jot all that down, go to silentgym.com and go to this episode of the podcast, and you will see links to all three of those that Jordan just mentioned. So you can check out a little bit more about what he's got going on. Well, hey, man, this was awesome. Good hanging out with you. Good getting caught up with you. and. Man, God bless you and your family, and always good to to hear from you, buddy, all right?
2: I value value your time. Thanks, Jim. Thank you for everything you do for us.
0: Thanks for being a guest, buddy. really appreciate it. And congratulations again on being the top performer in our launch contest for helping make Silent Sales Machine Radio take off with such a uh, fantastic boost there. Appreciate that very much. You're welcome. Cool. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jordan. All right, man. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Jim with Karen Thaxton. She is one of the folks who so generously spread the word about this podcast when it first launched. And she was actually one of the top five most engaged and active promoters of this show. We had a little contest and she sent a ton of people to listen. Maybe you're listening right now because Karen told you to come check us out. Hey, welcome to the show, Karen. Great to have you.
3: Thanks, Jim. I'm excited to be here.
0: Oh, it's so cool. We were catching up a little bit before the call. It's been a while since we talked. And you are filling me on some really exciting tips that you have for the listeners today, those who are selling on Amazon, and some very specific things that I'm excited to to dig into. I'm just so excited. Your business is going great. We keep hearing great things about you. But what have you got for the listeners today? How can you help us out?
3: Well, I have two tips I want to bring to the table today. I was actually talking about this a week or so ago with some of our clients from Marketing Words. And they had read in Facebook groups, oh, you don't really need to pay that much attention to doing keyword research with all the tools available. You just go get one of these scraper tools. You plug in the ASINs for a couple of your top competitors, remove the dupes, and you shove all what's left into your search term fields, which eh, is kind of a so-so strategy at gotcha. best. Right. But one thing that probably doesn't account for is gift keywords, because nine times out of 10, all of those are focused on product-related keywords. The gift industry is monster-sized, and it generates millions and millions of dollars in sales for e-commerce sites, for brick-and-mortar retailers, for Amazon sellers, and a whole lot of other folks.
0: Now, when you say gift, the gift industry, just to clarify, you're talking about the way people search online for products to buy, right?
3: Yes, because they want to give them to somebody else.
0: Give me a search phrase. Someone might go to Amazon and type in that our our listeners may not have even realized is being used all day, every day.
3: A friend of mine has an upcoming 50th birthday party, which is a really special birthday. So if I didn't have a clue what I wanted to get for her, I might go to Amazon like a lot of other sellers do and type in 50th birthday gift or 50th birthday present or something to that effect. Oh, that's and it beautiful. Up lots of suggestions. Yes. But it doesn't have to pertain just to an age. There are all sorts of different gift keywords that you can research for occupations, gifts for nurses or whatever.
0: For spouse.
3: For spouse. Oh, for I love it. Members,
0: for a golf for- lover. Gift for a runner. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? That's a lot of what we talk about in our PPI strategy that folks have heard us talk about, but the gift keyword is just incredible. So you've done a lot of research on that. Tell us about some of the things you've learned.
3: What else we have learned very recently is that folks need to shop as though they are their own customers. Most of the time, Amazon sellers get hooked on one version of Amazon. They're either running their business and uploading listings on their phone or on their desktop Shoppers are going all over the place. Granted, about 72% this year during the Christmas season were shopping on a mobile device, but you need to be active in both platforms and see what your customers are seeing. For example, we had a client the other day that was complaining because he kept getting returns when the information that that these people were complaining about was actually in one of the bullets, but it was in the fifth bullet. And in the new layout on Amazon Desktop, You don't see the fifth bullet unless you click the little teeny tiny more word.
0: Right, which no one does.
3: (laughs) Which no one does. And on Amazon Mobile, only the first three bullets show up unless you happen to notice the itty bitty tiny little arrow to click to see the other two. So it was on the page. Most right. of his customers were mobile-based, so they never, ever saw the last bullet. They
0: noticed the details, right? Oh, that's such a great tip. So the, the really important stuff needs to go in those first couple bullet points.
3: It does, and you need to shop on Amazon, all the platforms yourself, or have somebody else do it for you and tell them. If you have an issue with people returning things because they didn't realize it was blue instead of pink— have your daughter, your teenager, your cousin go into Amazon and tell you what color this thing is. And if they can't find it, your customers aren't going to find it either.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah, you've got such limited space to tell the customer what it is you're selling with Amazon's layout on mobile. Over 70% of Mm -hmm. the shoppers this past Q4 were using mobile, at least as part of their shopping. That's Incredible. So yeah, you've got to take a look on mobile devices. And that's actually great advice if you've got a website or a blog or anything you're doing online. Pull it up on mobile. How does it look? What's the customer experience? Go through the shopping experiences if you were a customer. That's a great tip. It's been I just a while. had
3: this blow up in my face the other day. We made some changes to our website about six months ago over the summer. We did an overhaul on the design. I was working with my coach and she said, I can't find the so and so on mobile. And I went and looked, and sure enough, one of the sub menus in the navigation bar had failed to open. Somebody didn't click the checkbox that needed to be clicked, which right. explained all the the deluge of customer questions I had been getting about this one particular thing. And I kept saying, it's right there. Why don't they see it? Because it wasn't there on mobile.
0: You were looking on a desktop. They were looking on mobile, right? Exactly. It, so it know, bit
3: me Bit me just like it does everybody time. else. You, you
0: know, and this is actually a huge business opportunity. We're all about multiple income streams around here. I know, folks, this is what they do for a living is they look at local business websites on a mobile mm-hmm. device just look at pull it up on a mobile device the businesses that take a lot of pride in their website you know lawyers or accountants or whoever in your area pull it up on mobile sometime and if it looks like garbage just approach them and say, hey, I could fix this. And you don't need <laughs> you don't need the technical know-how to be able to fix it yourself. We have a whole community of people in our online forums and such. You know, find someone else that knows the techie stuff. But just offer to help and have a conversation. It's a great way to open a conversation.
3: It really um, is. And
0: put all that vital stuff on the first you know, page. Here's the big tip. This is kind of drifting off into different territory. But if their phone number isn't showing up prevalent on a mobile when you pull up their website, they are, you can tell them you're losing 80% of your potential business. And I can fix that easily. Let me help you.
3: Yeah, I know how to type in a phone number. <laughs> Put the
0: phone number on the screen, for goodness sake. And it's the same thing we're talking about here with Amazon or, or eBay or any of your listings and anything you're selling online. Pull it up on a mobile. What's it look like? And maybe, you know, here's another tip, too. Older and older shoppers, you know, my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. And if I don't have my glasses on, i got a pretty big font on my mobile. And that cuts a lot of stuff off the screen. So set your phone sometime to be like, you know, hey, let's use some big text, see what it looks like, you know. So just because it looks good on one mobile doesn't mean it looks good on all mobiles.
3: Well, and they're all not the same size either. Even if the font size was, yeah, the screen size is not. so. So
0: pull it up on various devices and see, you know, what's your customer experience on various devices. And there's no such thing as the perfect design, but there's always room for improvement. That's great stuff to get people thinking in a creative direction. Oh, sure. Well, hey, there's there's another book that you've just written I want you to tell us a little bit about. And we're going to go, as always, listener, if you go to the show notes at silentgym.com, you'll get links to all this stuff. And we're going to have links to Karen and her site and her services as well in today's show notes. But there's a book you've been working on that I'm pretty excited about you were telling me about. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about this?
3: It's called Review Advantage, Email Strategies for Getting Amazon Product Reviews, and it is correcting a sore spot with me. I am an enormous Amazon shopper, in addition to being involved with with copywriting and keyword research and whatnot. So I always get the same exact, pretty much, email request a few days later after I bought there's so many things wrong with using the exact same email or pretty much it's the template. Exact- Email yeah. that every other Amazon We've seller is all using. We've
0: seen that template. It's so bland, right? And
3: how many times have you deleted it without even looking? Once I don't you realize, open, yeah, <laughs> exactly. open it. Yeah, exactly. There's a better way to do this. A much better way to do this. So, Review Advantage is a very short ebook. It's under 50 pages, so it's easy to consume. You can go through it quickly. It walks you through the what and the why and the how of creating custom email templates for your own products that have useful information in them that customers will actually appreciate instead of rolling their eyes at. And you can do this with any, it it is not dependent on any one particular uh, email software that you might be using. You could use it with any of those. You could use it directly with Amazon's system, whatever you want to do. But you can use the the handy worksheet that comes with it to format these emails, to quickly knock them out and greatly improve the number of legal quality reviews that you get for each one of your products.
0: Yeah, emphasis on legal. Yeah, because Amazon does have some rules there. Well, let's just share a very basic point that maybe some folks don't realize, and that is the more reviews you get, the better on Amazon, right? Obviously. So if you don't have an intentional system set up to say, Hey buyer, what'd you think? Did you get the product? Okay. Are you enjoying it? Hey, do you mind leaving us a review? That's totally allowed within Amazon's system. What you can't do is say, Hey, join my mailing list for even better discounts on our website. You know, Amazon doesn't like that, but right. If you get in there and just ask for a review and give them a link to go leave a review, yeah, that's fine. We've all got those emails before as shoppers, and there's systems to automate it. But I love that you've got a book now that says, hey, you know, don't just use that basic boring template. Insert product name here template. Thank you very much. Right? Because it's <laughs> just so incredibly boring, and it's so expendable. So I love that you've put together a simple book, and I'm actually going to write a forward Uh, for it because I'm that excited about it. We'll have a version just for our audience. It'll be in the show notes. If you go to silentgym.com, check the show notes for this episode. It's right there for you guys. Priced awesome just for you guys. And it sounds like a great idea, Karen. Uh, No one's done that yet. And I just think it's a tremendous way to just boost. I mean, even if it only adds another, let's say 10 or 15% reviews that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise, that's huge. Every review is a gold nugget. It's credibility, it's validation, improves your rank on Amazon. So you want to be intentional about getting those reviews.
3: Exactly. And once you write them, everybody says custom, ugh. Once you write it, it's set it and forget it. You write it one time, you stick it up in whatever email program that you're using, and it just runs 24-7 all the time without you having to do anything else to it. So yes. it's a very quick fix to a very old problem.
0: We love set it and forget it around here. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, That's definitely. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, this has been a great use of time. We crammed a lot of really good tips in here, Karen. If someone wants to track you down, do you have a blog or a website? Where can they go to hear more about you and read more about what you're up to?
3: Oh, sure. MarketingWords.com. And there is a blog there. You can check the navigation link or just go to MarketingWords.com forward slash blog. Um, happy to have you hang out with me. Please sign up for the newsletter while you're there so that you don't miss any of the posts that we put out, and we will see you over at the Marketing Word site.
0: Fantastic, and uh, good news. You have plans to be with us in Orlando at our next big CES event. So September 2017, listener, if you want to come hang out, Karen's going to be there along with a lot yep. of other movers and shakers in this industry. Track her down, shake her hand, tell her thank you for, <laughs> for all her great tips today. Uh, but she's planning on coming and it's going to be, uh, Karen, I'll just tell you the hotel called us here a few days ago and said, mm-hmm. we've never seen anything like people. Are, the tickets haven't even gone on sale yet. Tickets yeah. go on sale, you know, here soon. And I don't know when the listener's listening to this episode, but they'll go on sale around spring 2017, but the hotel's already getting people booking rooms for the event. <laughs> so it's crazy. And <laughs> hey, we'll have details in the show notes on that. If you want to go check that out too, as we'll stick that in the show notes too, but come see Karen. In Orlando. Yeah, be sure
3: to let me know when the hotel's ready because I don't want to miss out on my room.
0: We'll send you the details right now. I want to make sure you get a good room. Hey, listener, thanks for joining us. This was a really fun interview with Karen Thaxton. Go check out her blog. She gave you the link. It'll be in the show notes. Her new book, it's in the show notes as well. Thank you for the great tips today, Karen. Always good to hang out and chat with you.
3: Thanks, Jim. It's been a blast.
0: Thanks. Talk to you soon. Well, there you have it. The three winners of our launch contest, each of them, as you can tell, just incredibly passionate about selling online and helping others learn. There's a lesson there. It was interesting to me that it wasn't three random strangers who have search engine optimization strategy tactics down pat that went on to win our contest. Now, there's plenty of those types of people in our affiliate ranks who just basically do what they can, work in their tricks and magic trying to drive traffic to our offers. But the people who consistently perform and bring in a lot of new prospects to our community are the people who care passionately about these topics, people who are actually doing the business. They're interested in the topic in a deep way. So I think there's a lesson for you, too, as we looked over even the list of the top 10. We did not interview, all 10 of them, although it would be very interesting to go to each of them. All of them, maybe even the top 25 performers in our affiliate launch contest, they are all very interested in this topic, and it shows in the kind of people they're able to attract. So be genuine in your efforts to grow an audience. Build it around things that you truly care about if you're going to grow a community online. Hey, that's the last tip for today's episode. Thanks for listening to silent sales machine radio. I love doing this. You know, we'll do it again real soon. I'll talk to you then.